Hey guys, this is the Diesel Queen. I have some exciting news for you. This March, when you buy a diesel decoder, you will get exclusive access to a question and answer panel with me personally. This is going to be limited to only the people that buy diesel decoders. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys. In addition, you will also be getting six months of completely free access to the diesel repair platform, which is called the Wikipedia of truck repair. And on top of that, you will also be getting a voucher to go to one of our top training classes in the United States. It's an in-person training class. This only lasts through March and it's only available with the people that buy the diesel laptops decoder. Don't wait, sign up for it. If you've been waiting on buying it or waiting to figure out if you want it or not, March is the month to get it. I'm a founder and CEO and I, I love other founders and CEOs of companies. So this interview with Steve, very similar story. Industry guy, sees a problem, just starts learning stuff. Like he literally knew nothing about software development. He came out of the, the commercial truck repair world and not only learned how to do software development, but built a great product. And we actually do a, a private label deal uh, with Steve. We call it Diesel Bays. This is called Road Bays. Uh, but this is a, a great product that solves a problem in the marketplace and really does save people time and money. Uh, one of the challenges that we have both selling the private label and, and Steve has is people oftentimes don't know they have a problem. And even if they have a problem, they don't know a solution exists to the problem. So very similar things. And you got to go build a brand. So there, there's a lot of challenges with anything you build, anything you create. Um, there's no right or wrong way to do these things. Uh, so just enjoy the conversation inside the mind of two founders of companies in the heavy truck world. So enjoy. Here we go again, another episode of the DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the founder and CEO of Diesel Laptops. And today I'm bringing on another founder of another company that we actually work with here at Diesel Laptops. So I want to introduce Steve Wolf to from the Road Bays team. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you for having me, Tyler. Well, Road Bays, people are probably wondering, like, what is what is Road Bays? What is it? Why don't we give them give them a breakdown here? Sure. So Road Bays is, is a tool to create efficiencies for fleets, drivers, and service vendors in over-the-road repairs. And we want to give more visibility to assets, you know, where they're located at, what fault codes are happening, you know, what tools or parts the service technician needs before going on site uh, to repair this equipment. And, you know, we notice that most platforms today um, you know, are geared towards either fleets or they're geared towards service providers. Uh, and there's really not a, a many platforms out there that allow service providers to have a one-to-many relationship with fleets or fleets to have a one-to-many relationship with service providers. Uh, and that's where our goal with Roadbase is. So I, I know, just because I know you, like you're not a software developer by trade. So uh, can you give everyone a background on kind of where you came from, what your history is, and then we'll kind of roll into, you know, how you uh, how you started up a software company? Yeah, uh, so I've been in the industry for roughly ten years now, and a good portion of that was with a maintenance provider based out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, and I was their IT manager, help desk, and did a lot within their IT side of it. Uh, but during my time there, I talked with you know many individuals um, that had a passion for you know heavy duty equipment, 
And, you know, as technology advanced over the years, you know, our service department at Master Fleet was asked to, to log into multiple different uh, fleet portals, you know, to view equipment statuses and locations of assets. And they would then cross-reference that information against, um, you know, repair needs that are in an email or on paper, sticky notes scattered throughout their desks, uh, Excel files, and our management system that we had for, for the shops. Um, so we take all that information, we cross-reference that, um, and then uh, we also had to do this for many of the largest fleets in the in the U.S. Um, so we had to do this for uh, for all those different fleets, and we had to do that and juggle it across multiple different systems. Um, so I was kind of in a unique position there. You know, I heard of all these issues from technicians, service advisors, customer service, and other members of the management team, and I just saw a huge gap in the industry, and that's you know where I you know kind of started and, and started building out roadways. So what's that like starting software? Because I know my story here at Diesel is I didn't know anything about it at all, and I made about a thousand mistakes. So I'm hoping hoping your story is a little bit better than ours was, because I think we're on like version three and four of some things here now, trying to trying to figure out how to how to structure these things. Uh, what was that path for like you? Because you obviously saw a problem in the market, you had an idea for a solution, and now you needed to figure out how the heck to go build this thing. I've always had a good tech background. I've I've had a good. Uh, very good interest in doing development and software development, uh, but I was really focused on the database side uh, in my earlier in my career. Uh, but as I started to grow interest in different products and services, you know, software development is one of the things that that I you know started having interest in. Um, so really, it was a lot of it was self-taught, a lot of nights and weekends, just you know, grinding and trying to build products and, and services for people. Uh, so. You know, once I figured out, you know, something that I had a passion for, um, and road base was that passion, uh, there's definitely was a lot of ups and downs, you know, trying to go through building out a system and, you know, struggling, you know, trying to get something to work. Uh, so it definitely was a struggle. It wasn't something that just came easily and, you know, we had it completed in a year. It, it took, uh, and I'm still working on it. So it's been about five years since we started building the product. So, um, it's nothing that you can just do overnight and, and have a, a great product. Yeah, so I, I just had someone on the podcast not recently, and they, they kind of had a partner, right? And that partner was a software developer. So they're like, cool, I got the business guy and the software developer. In your case, it sounded like what you're saying there is you kind of kind of self-taught, doing some of the coding yourself, probably found some other outsourced or some other companies to help start building this thing and piecing it together. Is that kind of more of the path you went down then? Really, it's it's been everything myself. So I, I don't have any other people that have um, leveraged to build the product. So everything that, that Roadbase is today was built by myself. I had, honestly, I had no idea. I just assumed you had a bunch of developers helping <laughs> helping you do stuff. So, no, that's a that, that's. I mean, that's not an easy skill set to learn, right? All the different technology stacks and complexity and all the things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, kudos kudos to you, man. I've I've tried that stuff. I went to college, took a couple coding classes. I'm like, man, this stuff sucks. I can't, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. So that's always a, a unique perspective, and it it probably actually helps streamline everything because part of the challenge we have is, you know, we have people that are like the experts or have the ideas, right? I have a lot of ideas around here. And by the time we filtered all the way down to the software developer, they got they got no idea what the heck we're even talking about or what it should do or what it should act like. So it sounds like you really don't have that problem. I think that's the beauty of how Roadbase was built. So so like I kind of said earlier, is, is I, I worked alongside the service technicians helping them troubleshoot, uh, work, you know, hooking up the trucks. You know, I worked with service advisors, 
I worked with, uh, you know, the management team on building out custom reports for people and being able to try to get custom applications built throughout the system. So um, I think because of everything that I've done in my previous life helped bring Roadbase um, into a, you know, a very efficient product and solution in the industry. Yeah, and that's not too terribly bad to go one year from from nothing to having a product. So was it, did you, were you like quit your job full-time right away or were you working part-time or what were those days like when you were just kind of figuring this thing out and how'd you find time for it? Because that's, I think, a, a big problem that people have is finding time in their lives to go go do new and other things. It's hard to do sometimes. So it was probably three years of nights and weekends and any spare moment was was working on this product. So you know, I'd get up at four in the morning uh, during the week, I'd get up four in the morning on the weekends and, you know, grind it out on the weekends bef- you know, as much time as I could. Uh, it it's, makes it easier, though, when you have a passion for something. So when you, when you have an interest or a passion, it just made it easier for me to get up those early mornings and, and start working. Yeah, it was very, a very similar story over here. I just, you know, you're up at, I was not four, but I was up at five every day and just grinding away my my part, my side hustle. And then I go to my regular job mm-hmm. and then I come home and do my side hustle more little family time back to side hustles, like rinse and repeat. You just kind of get in that mode. People are like, man, weren't you tired? I'm like, you know, once you just keep doing it, your brain's going all the time. Like it, you don't feel yep. tired. You just, you know, you have this passion, this drive to go, to go accomplish something. Uh, so when you, do you remember the point when you were first, like first showed this to a customer and there was some excitement in it, or did they just kind of look at it and be like, what the hell are you building? I don't understand it. Or how did that go when you first started like conversations with like even potential customers? Yeah. And the first initial phases, you know, we didn't have as many features as we have today, obviously. So it was, there was definitely was a lot of like, what are you building? What is this? Uh, but as, as we got our first few customers onto the product, you know, they gave a lot of great feedback, said, you know, this should be a little bit different or this would work a little bit better if it had this. Um, so we take those customer feedbacks and just kind of build out the product and make it better. Well, let's walk people through the product a little bit more so they can understand how it's utilized, right? Because you use a lot of, we use a lot of words there in the beginning with the efficiencies and, and whatnot. Uh, can you walk through like maybe, I don't know if you want to take the perspective how a fleet would use it or a shop would use it, but kind of just walk like a story example through how your software is used and how it ends up saving people time and money. Sure. Uh, we could we could go off of, so we have one customer, they have tablets inside their, their trucks for their drivers. Uh, what they can do is they have, uh, they have a, a system that allows their driver to be able to document some type of repair need that they need. So their driver documents and, and types it in and sends that message out. They built a custom workflow into our open APIs that takes that information that the driver is uh, typing out and puts it directly into, into a case within Roadbase. Um, so, so through our APIs, the driver is entering information. It automatically creates a case within our API or through our API. All right. So now the driver uses tablet. He sent it in, went over the, the interwebs, and it went into your system. And now a case is created. So is it the, the fleet that's looking at the cases then? Or is this going right to the shops? Or what happens once that case, that case is created inside Roadbase? Yeah, so this case is created in Roadbase. So, so normally what happens is the fleet uh, will take that repair need that the driver is requesting, uh, and then they'll you know find a maintenance provider out there. Uh, so one of the things that they have to do after that is they have to communicate back to that driver of what's happening. Uh, so we have an integration with Twilio. So as soon as that uh, case has been added into it, they built a workflow that adds the driver's cell phone number, 
onto that case. And then any communication or documentation that ends that, that is on that case will send them messages back via their cell phone. We also have a case sharing link that can also be sent through that case, and then it'll send it back to that driver as well. Uh, so the driver is being communicated back and forth via text or via email. We can do be both. But then they also have a live link to that case to see, uh, and they can just periodically go back and, and look at everything that's happening throughout that case. Right. That same case, we can share out to the service provider that we're calling out for those repair needs as well. All right. So the driver created the case in the system. The fleet maintenance person at the fleet's deciding, hey, this needs to go to like Joe's truck repair. And in the meantime, this is all happening electronically, I'm assuming, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the fleet's saying, okay, you bring it here. Joe's truck repair can log into road bays and they can do the link. They can see the things. And in the meantime, the driver gets like visibility into all the communication that's happening with their maintenance guy, the shop, the, and, and everything happening. Is that, might explain it correctly so far? Yep, definitely. All right. So eventually either the maintenance guy comes to the truck or the truck goes to the maintenance shop. One of the two things happens and they start doing diagnostics. They start trying to figure things out. What what happens at that point, and how is RoadBase still being used kind of once that repair process is kind of underway? Yeah, so RoadBase is still being used for, for the service side as well. So, so we have areas where you can document all the fault codes that are happening. Uh, we have integrations with a lot of the telemetry providers to, to be able to see where that asset's located at. Um, so it'll help that service provider, let's say they're broken over on the side of the road. Um, they can have the exact latitude and longitude where, where that asset's located at. And they can also see the fault codes if you have an integration with that with that same telematic provider. Yeah, and I I know we're obviously partnered up with RoadBase as well for our, our private label deal of, of diesel bays over here. And I know we've integrated. I'm not sure if you've done it on, on RoadBase yet or where that's at, but we put into there like our labor time guide. So they can, those repair shops, they can create estimates. Can you explain how that works a little bit? Yeah, so right within RoadBase, you can use the diesel laptops labor time guide. Um, everything is cross-referenced through your VIN decoder as well. Um, so you can have that cross-reference with the VINs uh, and be able to to get the, the labor times. Yeah, so it's pretty handy. I mean, I know we have a lot of independent small repair shops. Like, that's like our bread and butter customer, the mobile maintenance guys. And I I see it all the time on, on these Facebook groups that got, you know, 50,000 people that deal with service trucks and mobile operations. Uh, they're just looking for the ability. They have a couple problems, right? Like, hey, I want to, I want to at least create an estimate for a customer and not use a piece of scratch paper or a Word document or an Excel document. Um, they want to be able to communicate with the customer, and I think that's a big piece too. Is because a lot of times people will communicate on the phone and say, hey, yeah, here's the quote. It's eighteen hundred bucks. You want to do it? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they do it, and the, the it's eighteen hundred dollars. The guy shows up like, well, I never agreed to any of this. This never, this never happened. So I know RoadBase solves those problems with the text messaging and authorization stuff as well, correct? Yeah, so you can create an estimate rate uh, right within RoadBase, and that can be electronically approved. So you can send out and share that invoice out uh, to anybody externally. They don't have to have a RoadBase account. Um, they can view that invoice. Uh, once they approve that those estimate line items, it actually converts those estimates to, to actually an invoice line items. Uh, and then with our integration with Stripe, you can convert that and receive payment on your invoices right from Stripe as well. Yeah, I mean, it really gives um, you know our core customer base. Again, there's there's bigger repair shops or smaller ones, there's medium ones, but it really gives them like a whole new level of technology to be able to communicate with their customer and to do the things that 
shouldn't take 30 minutes, but probably take them 30 minutes to do today. <laughs> they can literally do it in minutes and <laughs> save themselves time. And that's really why you buy any service, right? You buy it to save you time or save you money in the B2B world. And that's really that's really what Roadbase is doing here. So I talk a lot of uh, a lot of young entrepreneurs. Like I just I don't I don't know how much the audience here you know goes on Reddit, but I'm on the Reddit like entrepreneur subreddit, and I just did like an ask me anything, and just said hey here's my story, grew a company really fast. Like what are your questions? It, I was actually surprised. I got a lot of people like DMing me asking about like oh business plans. How'd you do your business plan? How'd you do this? How'd you do that? I'm like you know I didn't. I didn't freaking do a business plan, man. I just went out there and like had a product, sold it, made a dollar, made two dollars, and bought two more and made four dollars, and just kept kept doing that time and time again. So as you were as you were going on this, did you did you have like a, a business plan, an idea, and a strategy like all mapped out, or was it just like I'm gonna go wing this thing and create a product and I'll, I'll figure it out once uh, once the product gets out there? Uh, exactly, what you just said there. I just kind of winged it. You know, I, I seen the the big problems in the industry, and I just kind of started building plugins and. And different views and and as I talked to more and more people and you know I had demos and sales demos of people and as I talked to more people I seen other issues that they were having and I just took took that information and, and built out services and, and features in the product um, so yeah it was it was kind of just just winging it and going forward yeah I mean that that's what I love about us industry people that go go solve a problem and create a product it's like we know we're in it every day and it's like staring us right in the face and we're just like man why why is this so freaking complicated? This shouldn't be this way. I have an idea for something. Why has nobody built it? And it's like a different approach you get versus the guys like, you know, they're, they're, you know, New York city or out in California, right? They're like, Oh, Hey, I'm a bunch of software engineers. Let's go create a piece of software that solves a problem for this industry. And I'm sure they'll buy it. And it, it, I'm not gonna say it never works, but in the heavy truck industry, like I've seen so many, so many of these like, and they go grab, you know, they go raise a bunch of money and fund a bunch of things and they go, they go blow through millions of dollars and don't really get, don't really get anywhere because they don't understand really what the customer wants. Um, and that's really, I think what's unique about what we do. And I even correlate that to a lot of big companies. There's a lot of big companies out there that were like, man, we don't know what the customer wants. So let's go spend a bunch of money doing market surveys and personas and, you know, customer video, you know, customer ask them like you need to do those things but those of us that are in it we already know like it's not it's like it's like staring us in the face like this is this is the problem that people have now that you've built what you've built are you still seeing more do you have more ideas and more things you want to put into it or or is that kind of bucket kind of ran dry now and you got to start going talking to customers oh no there's a lot of ideas so there's uh, you know as you get into this you, you hear a lot more problems a lot more issues that are coming up in the industry um, so there's definitely a, a nice roadmap in the future here and, and more to come. Well, I'll give you, I'll, I'll tell you my story, like, and hopefully, hopefully you don't repeat it. Um, or maybe you do. I don't know. I learned a lot of lessons and it worked out okay. <laughs> but, but what, what I did is I started making money on one thing and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna take all that profit and go do this other thing. That thing made money. I just, I kind of kept like going and all of a sudden I have everything going like really, really wide, right? Like I have so many ideas and so many things in parallel and all of a sudden we got to the point where it was creating like such a burden, like on our software development teams, because the thing I built over here on the left, uh, had its own user auth system, for example, and the thing on the right had a completely different user auth system. And all of a sudden customers are like, well, I want both. And why do we have two logins and what's going on here? And it sounds really easy to the general public to say, oh, just, just make them all one. It is way more complex than that <laughs> to try to try to change something like that 
times times 10 platforms. So it's a lot of lessons learned. And I, I think now, too, it's like I, I just had this meeting with my senior execs. I was like, man, you know, we used to be wide. Last year and a half, we got more narrow. Like now it's really time to be like, let's go figure out what this new five-year vision looks like and really get laser focused on it. And, and let's just go execute on those things. So uh, lessons learned on this side, but it's hard as an entrepreneur because you're like, man, I got ideas, I got ideas, I got ideas. Let's keep building and keep building. Um, so when you look back at road bays, uh, is there a, is there a particular feature that you would say, man, that was my favorite one, or that was the most impactful one that you can think of uh, as you're as you're thinking about the journey you've been on so far? So my favorite feature is is the maintenance board, and it really hasn't grown as much as I envisioned it to grow. Uh, and the maintenance board is was really geared towards around kind of trailers is, is kind of the concept of it. So if you think back to what I kind of talked about at the beginning, was we had all these different large fleets that wanted us to go into their portals to view where their assets were located at because they had a bunch of repair needs for, for really for trailers. You know, they had 10 trailers sitting in the yard on the east side of town, 20 sit on the west side of town. And we'd have service trucks going out and trying to you know, you repair those equipments, whether it's just a PM or some type of inspection that's needed. But the problem was is that those trailers would just disappear sometimes. They're not there anymore, and you'd have dry runs for service trucks going out there. Um, and, and that was really the, the big issue that we, we saw. So the the maintenance board that I created within Roadbase uh, was to kind of solve for that. So you could have a bunch of different cases uh, on your platform. Um, you can use the telematic provider. So we have like an integration with Spirion. Um, so you can share out your maintenance board with your service advisors. And they can have physical uh, or direct access to where those trailers are located at and be able to know what repair needs you have and where they're located at on the map. Um, so, so that's one of the big tools that, that we built in the system. It hasn't really grown as much as, as I envisioned it to. Um, so that's, you know, we're trying to think of some different ways for uh, fleets and service people to use it though. Well, Steve, I think you've done a, an amazing job building building a really great product. Obviously, like I told the audience, you know, we have our, our private label version of it, Diesel Bays. It's a great tool. Um, I know we got to do a better job on our side promoting and talking about it because it, it, I, I think that's the, the other big challenge here is you've built something that is definitely helpful and beneficial to users, uh, but they don't, they don't even know it exists and they don't, they don't know they need it yet or how to use it. And the small mm -hmm. repair shops are typically the ones that are just putting out fires all day long and just kind of usually keep doing the same thing they've always done, which is why you see a lot of them still using pen and paper for invoices or doing the same thing, doing things the same way as they did 10 years ago. So I know that's one of our challenges over here at Diesel Laptops is like, okay, we got to get we got to get people on board and understanding how much of an impact this can have on their company and it not only can can save them time but make them more money. So I know there's a there's some initiatives going on here and everything as well. Um, but is that one of the things you run across as well is people aren't really looking for something. They just don't know that they have a solution to the problem. They maybe don't even know they have a problem. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, there, it's really hard to get your name out there and, and talk to people and get people to use in it. Yeah. We, we struggle, you know, this might surprise the audience, right? Like, but we, you know, we obviously are known for diagnostic tools. We got some great diagnostic tools that we hardly sell, not because they're bad, just because nobody here talks about them and customers aren't looking for them. They're talking about my other stuff. And for, my sales have been here for five years. I've been selling the same stuff. So they're like, why would I sell that new thing? Like, I, that's, I'm not interested in the new thing. I, I make money and I'm totally busy over here. So it, it is it is really it's really interesting when you're we're in the middle of it and you're growing a company and trying to trying to pivot and sell more things and do different things and get brand recognition. 
Um, it's, it's very, very, very tough to do, but it sounds like you're on the right track. It's definitely a grind. I have yet to meet anyone that is the story that people think it is. And the story people think it is, is like, Oh, just go build a really cool thing and they will come right. It's filled the dreams. We're not going to worry about it. We're going to make a bunch of money. Uh, but it never, it never really seems to work out that way. So I, I would love if actually someone's listening to this is like, oh yeah, yeah, I did that. I, I built something. I didn't do nothing and not worth a bazillion dollars, but I, I haven't seen it yet unless you've seen it. I have not seen it either. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Steve, if people want to get a hold of you, they want to learn more, get a demo from you, where, where would be the best place to, to find Steve? Uh, you can go to roadbase.com uh, or you can also email me at steve at roadbase.com as well. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking about everything. I know we've just kind of started our strategic relationship here. I look forward to, to building on that and helping a lot of people save a lot of time and a lot of money. So that's exactly what happens over at Roadbase. So for those of you watching, those of you listening, I just want to say thank you. Like, comment, subscribe, share, drop Steve an email. Great person to get to know. And we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>